It's Sean and Kevin's Infinite Movie Crisis. Roll the dice. Accept your movie fate. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sean and Kevin's Kevin's Infinite Infinite Playlist. Infinite movie crisis. I don't know. That's uh, fine. Whatever. Fuck it. I have a friend. We'll fix po- it in post. I have a friend with a podcast called Jim- James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, and I got it confused. Hey, no, no free plugs. You bleep that shit. No free uh, plugs. I know. It, it, it's just a series of plugs. It's definitely. Ah, <laughs> uh, we are back. Where every week we roll the die and decide what movie we're gonna watch. A ten-sided die from one to ten. This past week we rolled a six. And Kevin, what did we get? We got Hitch, which. Uh, I had a delightful two hours. I don't know about you. I had an okay two hours. Uh, I, I, I fucking love this movie, and I've gone on record with saying this is my favorite romantic comedy. I'm just going to get this out of the way. It's my favorite romantic comedy. I am going to say right now, I am watching this with massive nostalgia goggles. Because, to my specific scenario, growing up, you know, this came out in like 05. You know, DVD came out like, you know, six months later. I remember distinctly... This was a DVD that got played a lot in my household because in the Venn diagram of both my parents, my sister and I's like interests, this is where it all fell was this kind of movie. So like this was one that we all watched a lot together. and We liked a lot. So I'm watching it with nostalgia goggles. I love this movie, but I acknowledge it's got problems. I think think that's fair. It's a very it's it's a fantastic put on for the 20 minute stretch in the middle while you're watching it because I, you like will smith like you you're remembering this is this is peak will smith during this time oh god are, are we going through the run because this is the run let's do a quick little run now not all the these movies are not all these movies are great all of these movies made over a hundred million dollars which that's a run which is a heck of a run are you ready for this run i'm ready for this run independence day yep men in black banger wild wild west eh. all right the one one right you, there. You, know, you can have fun with that movie, though. Yeah, you can. There, there's, 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 there's fun to be had. That, that's like a solid. Yeah, it's a three or four. Yeah. Uh, Ali, he's, he's best, his best performance ever. Easily. We got Men in Black two. Also good. I enjoy it. Not as good, but it's a great TBS movie. Bad Boys two. One of the most insane films ever made. Uh, the best, the best Rotten Tomatoes thirty percent score ever. <laughs> I Robot. As, uh, the the FX movie. That movie's always on FX. <laughs> always on FX. It's the, it, it made FX. Yes. Uh, Shark Tale. The, the the bastard stepsister of Finding Nemo. But go back and watch it. It's unrendered. Yeah, it, <laughs> Some unrendered it, it, scenes. Co-written by Scott Ackerman of Comedy Bang Bang fame. Hitch. Great. Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, good. Good movie. I am Le- I am Legend. I like that movie. Hancock. And I'm gonna cap it at seven pounds because after that, that's when shit falls off. Off falls off. Well, like boy. that's a really like that's a lot of leading man that like. Here's the thing. Most of those movies aren't that great. No. But. They are sold on how great Will Smith is. So I, I wrote the first thing I wrote down. And this is uh, this is outside of the draft, the the draft diary, the uh, the the watching diary. Will Smith is just maximum charisma. He's the most charismatic person I think outside of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I think I'd agree with you on that. I, I, I I'm, mean, I'm, you can find other examples, but like especially at this point in time, he was the most charismatic person in the world. At this point in time, undoubtedly, he was he was the king of the box office, king of the world. You know, he and Jada Pinkett Smith are going strong. It's pre Gotham, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, pre. <laughs> For, and, and and that's not for Will's sake. That's for our sake. That's for our sake. That is only for us. Which I think we're the only people alive who watch that show. Yeah, no, he 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 was just on a roll. And so, like, literally, just the idea of him starring in a rom-com. A rom-com making a lot of money. This made a ton of money. This movie made, Kevin. Are you ready for this? Yeah. $43 million opening weekend. Wow. And $371 million worldwide. That's, there are no, that's good for nowadays, you know? there In this movie, there is... No superheroes, nope. no pre-based uh, IP, no. Uh, there's no action. This is literally just a story about a hot guy and a hot girl who fight and fall in love. Like that's that is like I, I like it doesn't have like the number one spot for romantic comedies, does it? It can't. No, no, it's not. Even, honestly, it's not even close. Like, okay, but like like when was the last time a romantic comedy made this much? Was it like Bridesmaids? But Bridesmaids isn't even a romantic comedy. That's just a comedy. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But yeah, you're right. That's not a real um, You're absolutely If right, I were right. to say, boy, like a movie. Because, mm. like, what I'm trying to say is. Like, it, this is, is, it, it is, is unheard of. Is this the mark of. of the end of that era of, of romantic comedies being that, like, successful? Pretty much, because there really haven't been. 
traditional romantic comedy in a long, long time. What about uh, what about um, uh, it came oh, this, what, the, I just thought of it. Crazy Rich Asians. Okay, okay, that did happen. But I, that I, did not do as well as this. But it, it was uh, well, it did make over a hundred million dollars. I was gonna raise. Uh, I watched this on Amazon Prime, and uh, the next uh, romantic, like the next recommended movie, was The Engagement. The engage. Do you mean the, the proposal? It is the proposal. You're right. It is the proposal. The yeah, one okay, with, the, um, with uh, Sandra Bullock and uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that that that's the last really good one that pe- like, people really love. Yeah, and like d- I feel like that made a decent amount of money too. But like f- almost 400 mil is like really good for a rom com. It's just insane. Again, like the there's no qualifiers other than Will Smith is in this. Because yeah. it's not like there's a bunch of huge stars. Like, Eva Mendes was not that big at this time. No, and neither was Kevin James. Kevin James is just coming right out of, the, I think, King of the Queens. last season of King of Queens. Let all me right, check. Right, you, just, you just did the Will Smith run. Do you want to know the the the, 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 the King James run here? Uh, yes, I do. All right. So, King of Queens was the big thing because he started on Everyone Loves Raymond with the same character. Doug Heffernan, uh, baby. Uh, because uh, it was they had, they had a CBS, like, Everyone Loves Raymond MCU. Like, they had a couple of related shows, which is just so funny. Um, <laughs> so he's on King of Queens from 98 to 2007. Like, really successful uh, sitcom. I, I remember my parents watching it all the time growing up. Like, a fantastic, you're home, sick from school, you put on TBS, King totally. of Queens is on. So you got King of Queens. And then, you know, th- like that's where he came from. But here we go. 2002, he was like the voice of something in Pinocchio. Doesn't count. 2004, he's factory worker in 51st dates <laughs> yeah so i believe they cut that cameo in that movie I, right, I, I, exactly exactly so this is arguably his first movie yeah is hitch and i would argue his best movie because listen to this run you ready okay okay ready okay we got hitch then in 2006 grilled don't even know what that is monster house good movie but it's not because of him barnyard again fucking barnyard uh Followed by, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, You Don't Mess with the Zohan, Paul Blart Mall Cop, Grown Ups, The Dilemma, Zookeeper, Here Comes the Boom, Hotel Transylvania, Grown Ups 2, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, Little Boy, Pixels, Hotel Transylvania 2, True Memoirs of an International Assassin, Sandy Wexler, Hotel Transylvania 3, Becky, and Hubie Halloween. That's the, the Kevin James run. I'm going to stand for Hubie Halloween. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that movie. God I damn did. it, Sean. I really did, Kevin. I did. Halloween is a punish. It made me laugh, okay? It did. It God really, damn it. God it damn it, me, Sean. I enjoyed if you it. Look just, at that, if you look at that, outside of like the voice roles in Hotel Transylvania, because like I've heard those are movies are good. I've never seen I them. I mean, they're kids' movies. I'm I think, arguing that Hitch is the only good movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. All right, Kevin, you ready for my a controversial take? Mm-hmm. I also kind of like Paul, the first Paul Blart Mall Cop. How dare you? That movie sucks. I know. I know. I know. This How is, dare you, This sir? is a pretty big reveal for me to come out to right now. Yeah. What? Like, this is happening on air, dude. I'm recording. What are you I doing? Know. I know. I kind of like it. It's kind of funny, okay? No, it's Sue not. Me. It's just Kevin James being fat. That's all it is. <laughs> but it's funny because he's fat. <laughs> he's got a mustache. He's on a Segway. It's funny. No, it's not. He takes down terrorists. Do you like the trailer? Is that what you're telling? You like the trailer for Paul Blart? Okay. All right. I won't lie to you. I came home one night pretty drunk and high, and I watched the final 40 minutes of it, and I laughed pretty hard. (laughs) I haven't seen it. It's a very specific. I think you're the the demographic then. Is the the hot drunk crowd. Yeah. I mean, uh, yes. He's never made This is probably his best actual movie. All right. I'm going to say it. He's pretty good in these movies i mean yeah it's you know what you're getting with kevin james like he seems like a really nice guy from like everyone who hangs out in the sandler crew seems like a nice person at least right everyone attests that they're the best people like the best guys you want to hang out with you know what they're like everyone's uncle like that's like just a funny guy who's gonna say something inappropriate but he's also gonna get kind of drunk at the barbecue and he's gonna take his shirt off while you play uh, t-ball yeah, that's that's Kevin James. You just described Kevin James. There it and is. He's, but he's great at it. And I'm like, there's a very likability to him. I, I always think Eva Mendes is a bigger actress than she is. Same. She's really not in that much. Nope. Not in barely anything. So she starts out with Training Day, Too Fast, Too Furious, the uh, worst one. She's you know? in Too Fast, Too Furious? I did not know that. I know. She's the, she's the main woman in it. And then wow. she's not in any of the other ones after. 
For the record, I've only seen Fast like Fast and Furious Seven. I've not seen any others. We have to do those eventually. I know I we know. do. Those are like ob- that's like that's like if you have a movie podcast obligation because there's just so much to talk about with those movies. I uh, know. <laughs> uh, Stuck on You, a very weird movie. Oh, she is in that. That's right. Hitch, Ghost Rider. We own Holy the night. Shit, she's the love interest in Ghost Rider. Yeah, oh she my plays. God. She plays Nicolas Cage's love interest. God damn. Uh, we own the night. A solid, just kind of cop movie. The, the spirit, of an abomination. Bad Lieutenant Port Port Call in New Orleans, which I hear is insane. Yep, I've heard of that too. The other guys. Yeah, I love the other guys. She's good. In, she's good. In the other guys. Uh, then uncredited in Fast and Furious Five. Then the place beyond the pines. And then she kind of retires because she and Ryan Gosling met on that. And she's just been raising their kids ever since. I mean, they have a very low-key, off-the-radar relationship, and like, despite that, they're very big celebrities. Yeah, so like, good for them. Yeah, and uh, those are the only three people we need to talk about with this because everyone else. I was surprised to find out that the director movie. There's like, yeah, I would. I just in my head, there's like just way bigger actors playing all the bit parts, but not really. Nope, no one. (laughs) Okay, so let me let me do a quick breakdown of the movie as a whole. So, so we're talking Hitch which is classified as a smooth-talking man falls for a hardened columnist while helping a shy accountant woo a beautiful heiress. I can't. I, have, I take umbrage with calling Ava Mendes' character a hardened columnist. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll get into that later, but yes, you okay. are correct. <laughs> this movie was directed by Andy Tennant, written by Kevin Bish. Kevin Bish, who hasn't written anything else since or done anything else in Hollywood since. Yep, this he, is his only like, credit. Yep, Hitch, Hitch is my peak. He's I'm like... Not, I'm not... <laughs> I hit a home run. I'm not getting up to bat anymore. He hit a double. He hit a double. <laughs> I think he hit a double and got thrown out trying to stretch into a triple. Yeah, I'm good with that because of the because of the box office. Yeah. Um. All right. Starring obviously Will Smith is Alex Hitch. Alex, Alex Hitchens. Hitchens. Hitch. Uh, Ava Mendez is Sarah. Kevin James is as I was gonna call him Fat Albert. <laughs> Kevin James you know, is Albert. Wait, I've never thought about that. That's definitely where his name came from because it's yeah. just he's fat. He's just he's fat. And his name's Albert. Uh, Amber Valletta. As Allegra, Amber Valletta, who's just nobody. In my head, the entire time, it's been Cameron Diaz all these years. You know, uh, you're not like she is very Cameron Diaz. Like that and is you, what she. And Kevin, like. would it surprise me to tell you they reached out to Cameron Diaz for this role and she turned it down? I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want to make out with Kevin James. Fair. It's hard. She, hard. she was like, eh. this movie was released on February 11th, 2005, Valentine's Day weekend. Yeah. Yep. There you go. You they. Nailed it, first of all. Nailed it. <laughs> As I said earlier, this opened to $43 million opening weekend on a $70 million budget. A fuck ton of money to spend on a rom-com, by the way. But I think that's Yeah, just... where did that money go? I don't know. It's trailer. What, was was one of the characters like uh, like fully CGI and I just didn't know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea where that money went. I mean, it costs a lot to shoot in New York, which they did. But right, also, this, like... This did feel on set. There's only, like, like... On scene. There's, like, nine locations. Like, I don't feel like it'd be that, it should be that expensive. No, definitely not. Okay, it has a 6.6 on IMDb. Perfect, perfect score. A 58 on Metacritic and a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I, so I, I read those scores earlier, and then I actually I go onto the Wikipedia page, and like I, I usually just do a little like research, and I looked at the review section, and for the first time, I like 100% agreed with every review. I was like, yeah, that's exactly the score I would give it. It was like a 6 to 7, somewhere in there. Because it's a very likable movie that's not that good. Perfect. That's what it is. It's objectively like there's there's problems with the movie and and like so uh, again we, we will get into the details of it. But Roger Ebert puts it really really well. Uh, he says premise is intriguing for a time, right? It's fun, and then the third act just kind of falls apart. That's a, that's about right. That's what happened. Now, Kevin, this movie was nominated for for one Kids Choice Award, <laughs> which which they won, which was favorite actor Will Smith. Did he win? Yes, he won favorite. Yeah, we'll see. I could not. I could not find any clips of him showing up and being slimed, but that's on him. Is it? Is it like a guarantee that you get slimed if you win? I mean, why would you go to a fucking Kids Choice Awards otherwise? Like, unless you want to get slimed, right? Yeah, who, like, want, who wants to be the like professional actor who shows up and doesn't want to get slimed? Like Sean Penn, uh, like shows up to get his award, and he's just like, "No, I'm not doing that." I always, I, I have that in my in my sketch writing. Uh, thing of joaquin phoenix uh winning kids choice award for for joker (laughs) it's just him giving this like very melancholic monologue while he's getting (laughs) slim about the human condition and how we keep treating animals and shit and all that terrible joaquin phoenix stuff and you just hear spongebob laughing in the background continuously (laughs) 
<laughs> it's it's him. <laughs> him See, talking. I love this. It's a great sketch because that would I think that would make the cut for at least for at least didn't make it to air for SNL, but like they would produce that. Yeah, and, like, I feel like I feel like that's definitely a win. Like that's that's but such it an also easy... just would go on for two minutes too long. Yeah, a hundred percent. At least there's an easy out, which is just him saying thank you for the award. <laughs> now that we went through all that, I got just one question for you. I'm waiting for it. Oh man, we're gonna get copyright tricks so bad. I know, <laughs> but it's such a good song, dude. Heavy D and the Boys. Heavy D and the Boys coming in with this. Have you seen the this. music video for that song? I assume it's just the end of the movie. No, no, no. You, you. That's a good assumption, my friend. But like, what it actually is is because Heavy D was like a big dude, and it's him and like his boys dancing in the rain in the street. It's like a bunch of fat dudes dancing, and it's really good. All right, I'm looking that up now for post-podcast watching. It's really, really fun. Uh, Heavy D and the Boys, uh, Now That We Found Love, is a, like, just, I think that's one of the things that people remember the most about this movie, is this stupid ending sequence that's so good. But it's really good. Like It's it, the best. Right. It's the best. I fucking love that. We usually would say this for the end, but people, obviously, it's it just ends at a wedding, yeah, and, it's it's just, and it's just our leads fucking dancing really well down a fun aisle having a great fucking time it's like that's that is the most stereotypical ending to a rom-com ever agree but it's because they picked the perfect song yep. and they got, and everyone dancing is having a good like it looks like they're genuinely having a good time yeah because like it was well think about the people were hanging out it's will smith and like kevin james and like the weirdest combo you could think of but like it's oh you mean cross-armed opposites like this yes. guy uh, this, this guy, guy. <laughs> It really is, and yeah, it's just a weird movie, but it's a it's a fucking great ending. So let's start. Let's 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 go through this movie, Kevin. Okay, so we're I, the first thing I wrote down is uh, let's play. How problematic is this movie? Fourteen years later, I wrote that down. I my first note is, ooh, this might not have aged well. Based on the opening thesis of this movie, is that women are always lying and always want a husband. <laughs> I know. Okay, so we got we got we got to talk about this first. That the actual so here here's my take on this, and I want to hear yours as well. Is that I think like when I see Hitch, I, I've seen it in literal top ten lists of like movies that could never be made today. Yeah, I get it because I think people think about the concept. They think about the trailer of the movie of a guy who basically tricks women into you know being with guys like that's that's what that's what the trailer says but when you get into the actual movie you do have different takeaways like he learns that that's not really how things work and even then it's not really so much a trick he's tricking women he's more of just doing elaborate setups for guys to meet exactly. women in a way they're confident it's still problematic to a certain extent but one of the main things in this movie is a dude comes up to him who calls him for his consulting services and says hey, will you trick this girl into, like, having sex with me? And he says, fuck you, and then walks out. Right? Yeah. Like, like, he, he has principle. This movie isn't as problematic as you think, but there's His still whole issues. thing is he's helping guys find love, not get guys get laid. Exactly. Because this, this was a weird big thing in the early 2000s. There was a book called The Game this guy yes. wrote about the pickup artist, where in which he suggested things like being mean to women, like being insulting to women will get them more on their side because they want to please you. And very douchey things. And like the idea of hookup culture. Is that where the dentist system came from? Because that sounds like the dentist system. It's a little bit of the dentist system. You know what's a bigger one is that in How I Met Your Mother, it's what Barney is. Yes, exactly. He's this, exactly. He's this yes, Wall Street type suited guy who's kind of a douche, but kind of in shape and good looking and preys on women's insecurities to fuck them and never talk to them again. Right. Which is sh very fucking shitty right. and like, bad. That, like, that's not what this movie is, I would argue. This movie, like, it's not a particularly well-written movie. No. Because here's the thing. There's a, I think there's a very good movie in here. It's just they didn't do it. <laughs> you, you think there was, like, an 8 or a 7 or an 8 in there? I think there's a 7 or an 8. Because I think, like, the opening sequence, I mean, it's not the opening. We'll get to it a little bit into it, is that he had his heart broken because he was the first simp. Oh, yeah, uh, 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 I wrote down that um, one of my favorite scenes, we'll get into it with, with favorite scene or best scene, 
One of my favorite scenes is Hitch Origins. I love Hitch Origins. It's fucking yeah, the Hitch, because again, just like in How I Met Your Mother, it's literally a guy who gets his heart broken so badly he quits being nice and everything. He starts wearing nice suits and making money and like styling himself, cutting himself off from love. Is the... I've, I've never thought of I've never thought of Hitch as Barney, but he is a different version of that character. Yeah, and it's only because I've been rewatching a little How I Met Your Mother that I really was able well, to make yeah, this connection. No, no, yeah, it's relevant to you, but like I, you, you're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. But something this opens with him us going through a couple of his uh, his clientele, which and I wrote down a lot of them were actually pretty okay at first until we get to the one where he kidnaps a woman's dog. Okay, <laughs> so, okay. well that's that's the thing is that if you think about these three these three opening things, he's just giving advice to all of them except that one. That one is straight up deception. That one is actually fucked up. <laughs> I mean, Lady Gaga just got her dog stolen, and uh, it's 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 a big fucking deal. It's a big fucking deal. <laughs> Hey, it's a dog. People care a lot more about dogs than humans is all I'm saying. They really do. She offered half a million dollars for fucking dogs. No, no one gave a fuck about the guy that got shot, by the way. <laughs> nope. Her dog no. work got shot and everyone went, how are the dogs? <laughs> oh, society's broken. A little bit, yeah. Okay, um, but like he ends his thesis with the idea that any man can be with any woman, any woman is nice in principle. Because I think, again, like the idea that he's, he's just here to give these guys confidence to yes. go for women he, that they think are out of their league. Th- that is my takeaway as well. I wrote that down as like his whole idea is just to get them there and, and everything. That being said, I, I, I would go on the record and say I would really much like, uh, you know, a non-cis white dude's like heterosexual dude's perspective on this because that's who we are and that's our take on this. If someone said to me, like, no, I interpret it differently, I'd want to hear them out about it, you know? Oh, I believe it. I just think, yeah. well, it's also one of those movies. This is not need a, a 10,000 word medium piece on, no. on feminism. No. You know? I, like, I, I, dude, I looked for it. It doesn't exist. I, know. I, I, I think, couldn't find it. I think we all agreed as a society just to, just to move on. Because it's a fucking romantic comedy with Will Smith. Like, you don't need to think about it like, that this, much. That's not what this movie is about. Okay, I wrote down this movie has a lot of good New York porn shots where oh, it's just sure. like, it's yeah. like, hmm. Look how much fun New York City is if you have a shit ton of money. Yeah, you mean like how later on there's an entire scene in Ellis Island for like no real reason? <laughs> this movie predominantly takes place in downtown Manhattan in like the meatpacking districts in Chelsea or in the Lower East Side right. where everyone's able to afford, let's say they're renting 12 grand a month apartments and they're buying $4 million apartments. Yep. Well, I mean, okay, we're talking about it right now. Uh, like it's not relevant to the scene in which it happens. There, there is a scene that takes place in Eva Mendez's apartment. How much do you think she's paying for that apartment? Give me an estimate. I'm I'm only operating the principle this was 2005, so it's a little cheaper than it would be right now. Sure. 9-11 did, had just happened, so yep. things were a little cheaper. Sure. She's still paying about nine grand a month. Good Lord, because it's a huge, it's big, it's way bigger than my apartment. I live in a house. You know, yeah, like, like... and th- this is, again, downtown Manhattan, whatever. Again, it's a rom-com. No one wants to see you live, people fall in love who live in shitty apartments. No, definitely <laughs> like, not. That's like, just no, a no one wants to see that real shit. <laughs> no one wants that. Uh, yeah. There's a shot of the firehouse from Ghostbusters. Oh, I didn't even catch that, but yeah, you're right. After that, after so after we kind of sweep through the credits and the introduction of Hitch, we meet the love of the, his soon-to-be love, Sarah Milis. And... and- her character is such a stereotype. I wrote down, look, it's Ava Mendez is a busy businesswoman who's too busy to be busy with a man. Right. It's like, oh, <laughs> that, like, okay, so this actually fits into my next point is that we're introduced to this by her talking on the phone of like, yeah, but I just don't have time for a relationship because I'm so into my job. And uh, like, I wrote down, okay, and you're right. I, again, I love this movie. The script is bad. There's zero subtlety in this dialogue. I wrote zero down. Subtlety. I wrote down. Kevin Beach has never met a woman. <laughs> it's just like this. This is this is where people make the criticism of male screenwriters don't know how to write women. Nope, they don't. And to a fucking team. He's like she has no like. All right, so she goes to work and no one gives a fuck about her job. Her boss is like, why don't you go out and be a nice man? And then she has a gay BFF, which is literally from the fucking Stone Age. Yep. Of just a honey, you need. Yep. I find men, you can too. Right. Like, and he's he's also in like let's like three scenes, three maybe four scenes. Yeah, exactly. This is a yeah yeah. That's not necessary. So then we're going out. All right. So whatever. She's she's a gossip columnist for a generic newspaper. Back when and she's be- into business. But she's just, she's too busy for a man. But her she and her best friend decide to go out for drinks and they go to a, a cool meatpacking district bar, which for the record, Kevin, is always the fucking worst. What, those bars? Yeah, I've been to those bars in the meatpacking district. Is they are overcrowded, overpriced, and fucking suck. 
Yeah, because like that's where everyone thinks that you have to be. That's like the cool spot. Like, let, let me guess. You're paying, you know, nowadays prices. Obviously, we're in the middle of a pandemic still, so like, you know, I wouldn't go to one right now. But like, you know, in in the before times, if you went there, let me guess, to get like a Miller Lite's like eleven dollars. Yeah, and you know me, I'm getting the Jack and Coke or rum and Coke, and that's nineteen bucks. Oh my god, for like, a drink I, I, that's this big. Yeah, I paid those kind of prices when I was in fucking Vegas, man. And at least in Vegas, you're in Vegas, baby. Vegas. You're in Vegas, baby. But that's what they're selling you on is like, you're in the meatpacking district, baby. <laughs> so then we get Will Smith and his BFF randomly. I wrote down, who, he's only in this one scene. He's in this one scene. He might have been cut down, out. I wrote down, who is this butt plug? <laughs> like, why I wrote down here? Michael Rappaport, one of those all-time character actors, with a Hall of Fame butt plug moment where they're playing pool, and he explains Will Smith's problem to him. He's like, see, man, you're all about the short game. You need to see it from the long perspective. And I'm like, holy fuck, this is such bad dialogue. Do, do we give him the award now? Like, is there anyone else? <laughs> I have one other nominee. Okay, we'll save it then. But, okay. oh, we'll save it. But he is a... Just just came in hard with a butt plug moment. <laughs> it was really funny. And here's the thing. Uh, like, again, I'm watching this through heavy nostalgia goggles. I watched this movie all the time when I was, like, you know, between 12 and, like, 15. Like, I watched it a lot. And, you know, it's been almost, a, I think, more than a decade since I've seen this movie. So, like, you know, it's it's I'm watching this with a little bit of a different perspective. And there's scenes like this that I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it is it's it's very dated in some some scenarios okay so after that that's when we go back to the origin uh the the hitch origins his origins out, where he was just uh, you know he was just you know urkel yeah he was he was no he was carlton is who he was, oh, he was carlton okay he right, was carlton yeah, right. and he fell in Wait, love with the first that's really funny that he was carlton yeah i noticed it because he had the he had a shirt on straight out fresh prince of bel-air that's actually a really good joke in my opinion yeah no if they actually planned that good on them uh origins so he, he falls in love with the girl who first touches his wee wee yep and then she bangs another guy in front of his car yep and he's like how could you do that he's like dude you're right there and i actually think that's true though like uh, most women don't want a guy who's just like i love you you're so great i want to kiss you like it's implied but it sounds like he said i love you after like a month like i feel like it was after like a date yeah exactly and like that's a bit much (laughs) like listen here's what you you go like seven eight months of hardcore dating you're moved in together and then after sex one time, you go, I love our dog. I love pizza. I love burritos. Because <laughs> it's a sitcom. But like, yeah, it, the scene is like, he's like, what did I do wrong? And then the, the other Mr. Steeler girl is just like, dude, you're doing it right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, just no subtlety at all in this movie. All right. Now we get to meet our, 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 our supporting players. We're going to random business place business to meet... Alfred Brenneman. You mean Albert? Albert, whatever I said. Fuck you it. You said Alfred. <laughs> I did say Alfred. Albert Albert Brenneman, who who is played by the K- Kevin James baby. And let me tell you what, he's fat. So I he's I, got I, mustard like, on his tie. I I don't know about you, but I started a Kevin James's fat counter. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I didn't do it, but I wrote it down a number of times. I came up with eight separate times where the current joke on the screen. Was just the Kevin James is fat. We should definitely keep a tally going for next time we do a Kevin James movie, and we'll we'll, we'll send over under before the movie of how yep, many times yep. Kevin James is fat. That that is that is assuming that we're watching a Kevin James movie, but okay. We're definitely gonna roll another Kevin James movie eventually. Oh, we're we're putting a Paul Blart in there. One of the Paul Blarts is making it again. Paul Blarts is solid seven. What was that? Oh, my Skype, my Skype froze. I didn't catch any of that. No, I don't know. All right, you're right. It's nine. Okay. He <laughs> reveals. All right, he works for Allegra, a heiress type Paris Hilton. It's basically supposed to be Paris Hilton at the time, Fair but enough, like yeah. classier. And then, Ken, I'm not sure that you noticed this. So it's they do a newspaper cutaway of that she just broke up with her boyfriend. Did you catch who's playing the boyfriend? No, it was like uh, uh, the, the actor, the the character's name was Seb, but who was it in the in the paper? Alexander Skarsgård. Is it really? Yeah. Right? Wow. Like, uh, like, in my head, uh, like, I had imagined it was just Russell Brand for some reason. Like, his character from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Basically, yeah. It might as well have been that. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, that would have been more fun. I mean, it would have been fun if there was a scene with him, too. Like, just like a... 
like 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 have him show up like shredded abs next to Kevin Kevin James. James. Yeah, exactly. And then like the the Kevin James is fat o meter would break, but you know we can move on. All right. So then we get the Will Smith and Kevin James meeting up for the first time. Where which this is a all time he is fat. He gets mustard on his pants because he's fat. He spills his coffee because he is fat. And then the whole time he has mustard on the tip of his nose because he is fat. <laughs> and like again. This is just, he's in King of Queens. That's all he's in at this point. So, like. I gotta tell you, he's fucking great, though, in this. Kevin James is my favorite part of this movie. I think he's fucking hilarious in this he's, movie. He's hysteric. He's absolutely killing it with just, honestly, A-plus physical comedy. Absolutely. A, like, a, it's, a, it's almost farly ass. It really is. And, like, that's kind of who he replaced in the in right, our right. world. Um, <laughs> I wrote down. But there is a, easily a version of this movie where Kevin James is a serial killer going after <laughs> Allegra, which would have oh. been fun. Well, that's okay. We can we can get into more problematic stuff of like Will Smith is a fucking stalker. Like he that's is. what he does. I mean, he just Google's people, but that's what it says. But like a lot of this information isn't on Google, man. That is true. He does stalk these women and find out all their all their their tips and, and that tats. part's not cool. Like re- even even if you are googling someone before you you meet, I feel like that's kind of weird to me. You know. I uh, well, I don't know. I I know for a fact a lot of people do that, like a Facebook I know or they Instagram do. I know check. They do. I'm also a person I've never used online dating or anything like that. Like everyone I've dated, I've known for a long time. Usually, like I know them for a while, so I kind of get to know them as a person first. I would uh, say but, I think it's better for women to check out the guys than it is for the. That's fair. That's very fair. Just for you know, physical threats. Sure. sure. Yeah. So then, all right, we get into the scene of like how he's going to impress her and woo her. And this is one of my favorite scenes uh, <laughs> of the movie, where in which he, you know she's uh, at the board meeting for her yep, trusted yep. affairs, and he steps up and he quits his job. Right, he's like, you know what, I quit. And then I like, quit. Wait, I'm what? done. <laughs> I'm angry. I'm out. I'm out of here. He goes to his room, freaks out. Will Smith's in there, and they just start wrestling. <laughs> yeah, they start wrestling for no reason. He's choking him out, and then she shows up at the door. <laughs> she shows up at the door. She's like, wow. Thanks for saying that in there. I really appreciated it. And he's Me- just, meanwhile, Will Smith is behind the door. Behind like, the door. Him. And then I wrote that one of the funniest moments is when he's like, can I have your number? And he just slides the pen. Sliding the pen in is the funniest thing in this entire movie. It always, always makes me laugh because Will Smith is exuding charisma by his hand. He, he really is. He's really like just like oh. the way, the way I, I can't believe I'm describing this, but like the way his hand slides it in there. And then he like pats it a couple times and then like goes off screen is so charismatic. <laughs> it really is. It, it's just, it's so funny. Uh, his hand is that cool. Like, That's what also, it is. Also Kevin James is killing it here too. When he's like, he's just like dumbfounded. It goes into his pocket and then like without even like breaking, he just goes like, oh yes, I do. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> really just, just, just killer performances. Okay. Then we get to meet our villain of the movie. And Kevin, do you know who that is? Some lawyer, I guess. It's Burn Notice. Is he in Burn Notice? He is Burn Notice. That's what he. That's where I knew him from. Jeffrey Donovan, Burn Notice himself. He, he's basically playing Burn Notice, right? He is Burn. I mean, no one's ever seen Burn Notice. No one I knows assume, Burn Notice. I assume he's being Burn Notice. Yeah, like that's. <laughs> you mean that actually good like writer's sketch from SNL? Yeah, that's fantastic. What is Burn Notice? Because no one knows what the fuck Burn Notice is. That's a, that's a writer's sketch, but it actually worked. Yeah, it's it, it's a writer's sketch for me and you, and that's about it. Okay, so this is where we find out he burned notice is a douche who's like, oh, I'm just trying to fuck this chick. And I'm like, this is like one of my big like plot problems. It's like, this guy has it definitely has doesn't need help getting laid. He's yeah, tall, good looking, and rich. That's fair. I mean, maybe he was just like bored and wanted to try out the date doctor thing. Cause like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, it's it's I'm not gonna hold this movie against it, but I'm just like, I think there's more like there's more fun ways you could have had this guy be like a total douche and you know have this thing blow up in their faces uh but also okay so then we also get into uh bigger meat cute between uh ava mendez and uh will smith right because they were in that shitty bar which was actually a very nice bar but like not crowded uh in that first first night when with the butt plug um of, of the movie but now, but now they're actually meeting and like okay this scene where they they first meet everything where he sits down and starts like analyzing her did it not feel like a like out of sherlock Yes, it was very like he's just breaking her down, like all, and like it's just so weird, you know. Like I, I get like it, it works because they're both good looking. Yes, but in any other scenario, it just is like this guy's a fucking like autistic. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like they, 
I, like, I, I like that she kind of pushes back a little bit, too. It felt like a little bit of a chess match between them. But at the same time, it is just fucking Hitch, so, like, it's not that deep, you know? Like It really, yeah, it's not, like, there's no there's no inner turmoil there. How, right, I so, want your opinion, because I, I guess I have my own. How do you think the chemistry is between these two? I thought, in, uh, watching it years later, I didn't think it was that good. I think it was okay. I think, like, uh, there's definitely... It helps that they're both gorgeous people. Yeah, it's but it's one of those, like, they're both too good-looking at the same time. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Like, here's the thing. Kevin James and Will Smith have better chemistry than Ava Mendez and Will Smith. Oh, like, they're the actual couple of this movie. Yeah, like, that's that's what makes... They make this movie work more than the, the male and female lead, which is very funny. Mm. Like, I don't know. Well, I guess I'll bring this up now. So, they didn't want Ava Mendez at first. Who was, who was the original? So, the original script had a white woman in the role... But producers thought that's too edgy at the time. Wait, what? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. They didn't want to have an interracial couple in a, bi- a big Hollywood picture in 2005. Ooh. Which, oof. But then they're like, well, what if we get a black woman to play the role? And then producers thought, uh, no, because then it becomes a black thing. Oh, you're like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. no. So their compromise was, let's get a Latinx and. And they did, and I'm sure they did not use the word Latinx. They did not. They did. Not. I use that term. <laughs> but their original choice, who I think is much better, is J Lo. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Like J Lo. J Lo has. I believe she can beat up Will Smith more than Ava Mendez. Okay. Like yeah. I think J Lo has more power behind her. I think in general. Okay. All right, fair enough. I mean, this is this is that's like J Lo doing like ten thousand rom coms in a row. They're bad. Yeah. She's coming <laughs> off Geely at that time. Oh, oh, sad fleck. Oh. So they go on their first date, where which he tells her at she, that he's going to take her out at seven a.m. on a Sunday to go jet skiing. <laughs> okay, the scene of which it happens is whack because like he he delivers a delivery guy comes up like that weird ass delivery dude gives her. A, a walkie-talkie that definitely does not reach across Manhattan, but whatever. He's a stalker, so he's probably right outside the building. Right. This is really kind of, like, in retrospect, like, this scene is, like, kind of cute because, like, they're talking over it and she's like, he's like, what about Friday? What about Saturday? How about Sunday morning? And she, like, begrudgingly says Sunday morning. And then the guy takes out another package and he's like, you said Sunday morning, right? Yeah. I thought that was funny. Still. It's but, funny, but in reality, it's insane. Oh, absolutely. This person is like Hitch, like Alex Hitchens is a serial killer, right? Yeah, like, right? It, yes, yeah, 100%. He is stalking these prey. <laughs> like, it, it is It is just weird. It, it is a weird choice. But, like, again, because we're not in the real world, it's a rom-com world. You just go with it. Right. That's the thing is, like, the thing, like, you know, no, no. Be, being more of an adult watching this, you're like, Oh God! How would someone react to that? And then even Mendez's character is like, "Oh, okay," and it's like, "Oh, that's what the script says." But in real life, I don't think that works. That kind of felt like they're like, "Hey, we're gonna have two big stars at the time jet skiing in New York City on the open paparazzi it, it was, have a field." It, it, again, this is the first time I've ever thought this. The jet skiing scene was really shoehorned into the movie. Can yes. you even jet ski in the Hudson? Uh, you can. You no one does because the Hudson's fucking disgusting. Yeah, like it's it's a really gross river especially 2005 hudson like it's been, they've been cleaning it up but like it, that is fucking gross i mean that gets one of the trailer moments where he kicks her in the face on the jet skis which is objectively funny right like that's like that's a cute scene right like but like still we had to get there and then i wrote down this is where i kind of wrote down the movie this movie's pacing is pretty off it can be but i was writing like this needed more kevin james at this point uh mm-hmm. just for the just the flow in general because this is where they go to ellis island and it's just kind of a weird scene oh oh the ellis island scene is whack i think it is whack i think it's a weird like there's also like a solid 30 seconds where it feels like you're suddenly in a documentary about ellis island the security guard just giving a deep history of ellis island and i'm like okay that's nice right i like, guess like, why is this in my romantic comedy and like there's music swelling that's that's supposed to be like is this a movie about, like, the American experience? Or, like, what is going on here? Okay, yeah. So then she gets very upset when he reveals her great-grandfather uh, in the book and cries. And then I wrote down, this is where it was badly directed. Because I think it's supposed to be a joke that her great-grandfather was a serial killer. Yes. Like, I think, but it's played too, way too fucking seriously. Mm. Like, I, I have to assume it was written as a joke. And, like, oh, like, oh, you fuck up. But, like, it, it would just... The transition, it was just such a very awkwardly done moment. 
I, I would agree. I would agree. I, I do remember watching this as a kid. This was one of the parts of the movie that I just didn't like. I was like, all right, let's get back to Kevin James being fat. Uh, all right. So now we're getting back. Now, but now we do get back to Kevin James being fat. This yeah, is when he's, yeah. he's prepping for Allegra and Albert's first date, which this is a Hall of Fame scene right here. Because this is where it's Will Smith giving all the advice and all the telling what to do. Yep. Which starts with a, uh, all right, we need to, he says, Will Smith starts off with a, hey, we need to work on you. And Kevin James goes, I know I'm heavy. I am. <laughs> he say, like, he says it a couple times. Like, do you catch later on in the movie where he's like, why are we doing this, like, waxing thing? Shouldn't I be doing crunches? <laughs> oh, I have that line. I have that line written down. It's like, why are we working on my back? I've seen my front. We should be starting with sit-ups. <laughs> It's like the thing is at this point Kevin James has become a parody of himself and he's still kind of a parody at this point but like it kind of feels genuine like just a good performance you know yeah okay so we cut we're gonna we start cutting back before between like the outing or whatever I wrote down again weird 2005 homophobia but the reveal of her designer friend Maggie is a man and I'm like oh this is a dated film (laughs) (laughs) this is is... um yeah I mean also in these scenes because we're cutting back and forth between that you know really weird homophobia you're absolutely right that's really weird we're cutting back and forth between that and him training the training montage the training yeah and um he keeps breaking shit all the time in this movie because he's fat yeah because he's fat but he's just again just doing like laurel and hardy type fucking just physical comedy and he's really really good in it Uh, the the thought that came to my head like watching this movie was like was he cursed by a witch like to just (laughs) be a total klutz like what happened but i wrote down kevin james is completely dominating will smith in this movie that's I, I, wow, yeah. I know that's heresy to say, but spot the lie. <laughs> and then I believe this is when we get to the kiss, the kiss of this movie, the big kiss. Now, this is one of the things I wrote down uh, when Will Smith's coaching him how to get that first kiss. He's like, you got to go in 90 and then, he, then she goes in 10. But then he's like, but more importantly, he wrote down the signal thing where like she's going to play with her keys for a sex signaling that she wants a kiss. And I wrote down that is so fucking real. Yeah, I oh, fucked yeah. that up because I fucked that up so hard in college. Oh, 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 yeah. I, I'm aware. You, you, we don't need to get into it, but I'm no, aware. for the listeners, I'm gonna do this. So it was our orientation night. I, uh, I start, I hang out with this girl for like a long part of the night. We go dancing. We, yeah, we're like getting along really well. I walk her back to the dorm she's staying in, and uh, she's like filing for her, you know, like the ID card to get into the building, and she's she's doing it, and I just go, well, good night. Just put my hand up and wave and walk away. I walk back to the other side of campus and then I literally have like a fucking brain blast. Like, oh, fuck. She wanted me to. Oh, God damn it. God damn it, Sean. Yeah. Just kicking myself the rest of the night. Yep. Yep. Well, but like this scene, this is where I thought this was the most homophobic scene was because the joke was just that they kiss. I actually, here's the thing. I don't think this scene, this scene, I don't think is as homophobic as you think. Okay. Because it's, I don't think it's not about two dudes kissing. I, I read it at least, uh, whatever, maybe I'm wrong, but like, like just, it's the, how bad he, they both are at it. Mm. Like how bad Kevin James is just like, Right. He's like, whoa, you do right, not well, go on. Yeah, because he's like, oh, my mouth was open at everything. <laughs> like, yeah. On. But like, okay, like before, okay, I- I'm with you on that. That's fine. That's fine. We, we got to go back to this, this training montage shit. Because th- you're right. There's some Hall of Fame lines in here. Like when he's talking about like, okay, you're going to go in and like, you, you know, when you ask for a drink, you want to put the, your hand on the, on the small of her back, right? You, you don't want to go too high because then you want to be friends, but you don't want to go too low because then you just grab an ass. And then... And then fucking Kevin James just goes like with his hand, friends, ass, me. <laughs> it's like incredible. Or the dancing. The dancing, yeah. Like he, you know, he just is giving a blank check on that. You know, scene. Kevin, I have that as trivia. Kevin James invented all of his dancing for this film. Yeah, because like it, like Q-tip, 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 throw it away. It's like in, like making a pizza, making a pizza. Following by Will Smith's best line of this whole movie, which is like, they don't need pizza. They got food there. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really it's really fucking good. That's like yeah, that I think all this stuff is probably in the trailer because that's the best part of the movie. Yeah, and and it's it's true that is definitely what was in the trailers for sure. This way, the male writers truly have no clue what to do when the female characters are are not around men. Because there's this weird scene of Ava Mendes just like at work and she's just like, huh, what am I supposed to be doing right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no men around for me to be working. Like what? Like it's like it's like when you see an NPC off screen. Like well, I don't know what to do. Like. <laughs> Okay, so they go on their second date where they go to a food rave, Kevin. A food rave. This is another scene that kind of like I, I, you know, this is this is definitely revealing behind the scenes for me. This is like this is seeing the wizard of just like there's a lot of scenes where the movie's pace just does kind of derail a bit. 
yeah, this is where I wrote down. This movie is about 20 minutes too long. Yeah, because it's two hours. It should be an hour and a half. It should be a little yeah, tighter. If they, if they cut this down to an hour 40, I think it's even more well-loved. I, I agree. I think so. I think down, it's the Ava Mendes and Will Smith scenes. Are just, they're just too long, each yep. one. Yep. Like they, they, t- they spend too long getting, getting to the point. But this is where you know, we get the, another trailer scene of where he eats the, the bad fish and his face blows up and whatnot. And then... But like it just it did, that one did not work for me at all. What the 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 allergy scene? The the allergy scene was fine. It was the follow up after when they're like she's kind of just taking care of him. And I'm like, eh. Oh, oh yes, the, the, I I agree with you. The pace does kind of come down there. That being said, him uh, drinking the the Benadryl and expecting it to instantly work is still funny to me. That is pretty funny. He drinks one swig and his face is still fucked up. He's like, come on. Come on. All right, then oh, we forgot to mention, Ava Mendes has a best friend who's Southern for some reason. No, uh, she's barely Southern. She speaks, she, yeah. she has one syllable where it sounds Southern. Yeah, one syllable. But she bangs Burn Notice and then... Oh no! She she didn't he didn't call her again. This is this is I'm like I don't know I know like is it really that big of a fucking deal? Uh, <laughs> you, know, you banged a douchey guy, so now you're gonna ruin some guy's small business. <laughs> you mean his problematic small business, Sean? Problematic small business where he seems to be making twenty thousand dollars a client. I think. No, oh, yeah, easily. And like you know, I don't know. There's a lot of ethics going on here, but you could do worse. Although there was a line when Ava Mendes goes to confront Burn Notice. And he goes, I'm a gossip columnist, not the DA. Uh, she's just like, you don't have to, like, yeah, just tell me what's going on. I don't, I don't need to print the truth. I just need to print whatever you tell me. Oh, yeah. He, he's, uh, she's like, oh, you don't have any facts. She's like, I'm a gossip columnist. I don't need facts. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's where we get back to the waxing scene we mentioned earlier, which is Which funny. they just stole from 40-year-old version. I read that. They just stole the straight from 40-year-old version. It's they came stolen, out, yeah. Yeah, stolen. Whatever. It's fine. If you look at the background of, of uh, Hitch's uh, apartment when he takes the phone call, there's a thing that says the dynamic dating diagram in the background. Like, oh, you mean the, you mean the fucking dentist system? <laughs> yeah, the dentist system i also wrote down okay this is where i had a thought of like why is his business a secret um i mean he's not doing anything illegal it's just douchey right and i think i guess the implication is the the uh like that the people so it's shown like when when he gets doxxed essentially later on in the in the movie that not only does everyone start asking him for help right he gets overwhelmed with clientele Right? Yeah, he's trying not to get overwhelmed because then you have to like sort through all the shitty ones. He wants he wants people who really need his help. I guess is is what they're saying there, but also um, because it, I think it's getting out, which is you know kind of hinting that your your setup is shitty, is that when people in relationships find out that they were set up by the date doctor, they feel deceived. You yeah, know? right. Like again, his goal is just to get them there. But it does feel inherently dis- like with inherently you know with with deception. there is a hair dishonesty, but y- yeah, I don't know. It's so then Ava Mendes confronts him at his apartment where they throw all of his cauliflower and broccoli around his apartment. <laughs> that scene again, I-, I feel like I'm ragging on all the Ava Mendes Will Smith scene. It was uh, like it was. There's there's a meme of of one of my favorite podcasters, Griffin McElroy, in in the show he made for CISO Television, where he goes. I feel uncomfortable with the energy we've created in the studio this morning. That's what it felt like to me. It was like I was uncomfortable with the energy between these two right now. These these people hate each other. <laughs> they really do. And but it's one of those like again, I just don't think she should be that mad. <laughs> like you oh, got like one thing. I, I, I agree with you. I, I felt like both of them overreacted to this whole situation. I mean, this is the problem most crime comes in general, is they get really mad at a person they basically just met. I don't know about you, but I don't get I would only get mad if I was dating a person for a long time and I found a, a series of lies. That would create a way bigger fight for me. Right. Yeah, like it's it, well, well, Sean, we have to get to the point of the movie where you know it's the Seth Rogen thing. We're like, oh, they're friends, then they're not friends, then they're friends again. Like, yeah, oh, they're I, dating. I, I'm now aware. they're not dating. Now they're dating again. That's what I think. This movie starts to fall apart here a little bit. Th- this is where we get to the third act. Like the mark of the third act is when he gets doxxed. Essentially, she releases the 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 article exposing him as the date doctor. Because uh, this whole movie. Whenever he gets brought up, they're always like, "Oh, he's not real. He's an urban legend." Like, okay, he's a. Would people really give that much of a shit in real? Like, again, I, taking real life views into the mo- into Hitch is right. ridiculous. But I was just like, I, I feel like most people would not give a fuck about the morning paper because underneath it, I'm pretty sure there was a bombing in Tehran. Was the other half of, the, <laughs> of that paper? The, there was one funny thing in their doxing sequence is Kevin James attacking the vendor. Is oh yeah, very funny. a completely unnecessary sequence. It's great. That's very cuttable, but very funny. All right, so this is I want to bring up the story for you real quick because he goes, they go to a speed dating thing because again, women are nothing without men unless they're dating. Oh yes, exactly. Does this does this movie pass the Bechdel test? Definitely not. 
I it, guarantee you it, it doesn't. It might. I guarantee in the opening you it of the doesn't. film. It might in the opening of the film when she's talking about uh, her getting uh, uh, Allegra's like. Like getting the scoop on a leg or somebody, it might. We're not paying attention. <laughs> we sh- we could add that as a category from here on out. Does it pass the Bechtel test? I I, I think um, of all the movies we've watched so far, maybe Mad Max. Maybe. Um, maybe Suicide Squad definitely doesn't. <laughs> Bullets in the head definitely doesn't. Nope. She's all that probably doesn't. Nope. Nope. No, the no, there is. There's a scene. She's all that. We're past the Bechtel test. Where in which uh, Lainey talks to her advisor about going to college. Those are two women not talking about men. I know she's all that. <laughs> so I this is this is this personal anecdote about speed dating. Oh yeah, because like I was writing down. Do you remember Life Before Tinder? Because this is Life Before Tinder. I know, but I, it's it speed dating has become antiquated now. But when Ethan and Nikki broke up for those few weeks in uh, New York, yeah. yeah. I was planning on taking Ethan to a secret speed dating thing. Those things still exist? They do. I looked them up. Just because, put them on fucking Tinder, because dude. Because Ethan, Ethan, Marcos, and I were all single, and I thought it would be so fucking funny. God damn but it, I was, But here's the thing. I wasn't going to tell Ethan a fucking head of time either. No, of course you were because you're a monster. <laughs> of course I fucking am. I know. But the funnier part is that it was a cougar young men only speeding date. Dude, are you writing an episode of like a sitcom? What are you doing? I, I, really, I really am, Kevin. I love chaos. I really do. And I, just when I texted them to hang out that weekend to set up the perfect setup, they fucking got back together. And I have never forgiven Nikki for this. Okay. And I never fucking will. Fucking goddamn. I, I was so pissed. It would have been so fucking funny to me. But well, okay. Back to the movie. This this is where the movie is. I, I, de- I digress. This is definitely in the movie where it's 100% losing steam. We're losing steam at this point. They go to Speed Dating. Mean, there's a Joe Latruglio cameo. Yeah, I, we, honestly, we just skip past most of this shit. I think it's. I think we actually could kind of wrap up the movie at this point. Because, like, all what right, else is I, there the, to happen? All right. They, they cry. They're mad at each other. Hitch needs to redeem himself, kind of. Yeah. Not really, though. <laughs> he doesn't really, really go out of his like, way. At this point, I expected going into this being, like, you know, because I'm trying to be a a Hitch defender here because I do love this movie from a nostalgic standpoint. I expect you going in like, no, no, Hitch was justified the whole time. No, neither. Both of them are kind of shitty to each other for no real reason. Yeah, like they're not, th- like, again, if they like embrace that and it's like, oh, Ava Mendes and Will Smith belong together because they're both horrible people. That actually is a more fun movie. Yeah. And, but like, and Will Smith, and, but Kevin James, all right, so I wrote down, Kevin James is fat because he's eating Krispy Kreme ice cream where he wrote down and it was like, my heart so mu- hurts so much, I might as well get it to stop beating. It's like, <laughs> Kevin James is fat. Will Smith goes to confront Allegra to get uh, her back for Albert, where when she wrote, I wrote down this, she goes, you know, you told him to teach me how to whistle because at boarding school, the kids would make fun of me because I didn't know how to whistle. <laughs> Again, this Kevin Bish does not know how, how women who whip anything about women. Uh, all right, they fight. They get back to everybody gets back together. Happy ending. Allegra and Albert get married. I guess the only thing I had to bring up is this final sequence where he goes to get the girl back. Like we're we're led on this fucking wild goose chase of a scene where she's with a dude who is not a person she's dating, but gets in the car with her like they're going off together. And then it's revealed that it's her sister's husband who's in a fucking, like, fruit stand on the street and not in the car with them? What was that whole scene? I, I don't know. That that This, to me, felt like there was a studio mandate that's like, everyone loves when the guy runs to the airport to get her back. And, like, I don't know. They wanted Will Smith you know, to yeah, get Yeah, you know why? Because it feels like this scene wasn't written. It felt like Will Smith ad-libbed the entire last ten minutes of this movie. I mean, to me, that's the big thing. It's like, that's the big thing with a lot of Will Smith movies is there's a lot of people putting their input in that are like, he needs to be the hero and to get the biggest moments and everything because he's Will Smith. Yeah. And that honestly hurts the movie a lot of time. It's like, sometimes you need to fucking Kobe you gotta pass sometimes <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about Will Smith is he you know he's he's Kobe he's he's you know he's Westbrook he's you know he's Harden like they, they mm. you need to pass spread it spread it around to win the championship I don't know but then uh, again we mentioned earlier just a fantastic and dance sequence and that's what you remember like because that's what you leave the theater thinking about right? yeah and it puts you they move you you completely forget the last 15 20 minutes weren't that good but because you're in such a good mood watching that you're like that movie was great and that's why it's a fucking six and that's why it's a six because if they if they cut out i think if they cut out 15 minutes yep, yep they do a couple of they do a few rewrites on just i don't know giving women anything to do with this yes, movie exactly you can bump I, I this bad boy up to i don't even like you know it would be fantastic if all the women characters were written better because they deserve to be because they're human beings 
But well, like, let's not get crazy. <laughs> all right. Uh, radical statements on this podcast. But like, uh, like one of the things I wrote down was especially Sarah, the, the character played by Eva Mendez. I was like, I wish her character was at least a little bit more like had another dimension. You yeah, know, just like like explain why she's the way she is. I don't know. I, I, I got an easy, I got an easy pitch for you right now. Yeah, go ahead. She's a single mom, and okay. her husband, ex husband or boyfriend, lied to her all the time, creating up severe trust issues with men. Yeah, that adds a whole new wrinkle, right. right? Like like it just it makes it more. I don't like she's like her character just exists because it, it because the script says so. We the script means the script needs an object for Will Smith to, to get. Yeah, and like that's not okay. You know? It's not. But again, though, this is not a movie that's thinking about these things. It's just no. This was a movie made to make people like Will Smith and Ava Mendez and Kevin James and make money. Like that's this is this was such an it's an old school way of thinking. Like they're not factoring in the factors of the world. No. It's a movie. It's just like that's what it is. It's just a movie. Yeah. I know. I'm with you. I think it's very. It's a really good six. Yeah, I think it's. I think it is a very good six. Because, like, to be honest with you, man, I, I mean this sincerely. I really thought because I I remember loving this movie so much as a kid, and, and I had the nostalgia goggles going on. I thought I was gonna go into this and come out being like, that was like a that was like an eight. That was awesome. I love this movie. No, it is a six. But like, you know, there there are problems with it, and you can argue the the problematic aspects of it. You know, I, I do agree when someone says this movie would not be made today. Absolutely not. But, but like, here's the thing. Like, I got an easy pitch. Make it a Netflix show where which every week he takes on a new client and helps them find the person they want to be with. He takes on more than just, you know, white men. <laughs> he takes on, you know, and like, he, and, but through the process, he's learning to love himself and be a better partner. Like you can make a show out of this. Like, well, like well, yeah, you, it's you, called Queer Eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you're right. Now you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's, it's just Queer Eye. <laughs> you're script. But you throw in some Kevin. You got me there. That's Queer Eye. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You're right. No, I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Like that would be good. It's just, it already exists. <laughs> all right. We have best scene. All right, best scene. I got a bunch. I do too. This is actually the most. This is the most amount of best I can pinpoint the scenes. Yeah, because they're all in the fucking trailer. Yes, th- that is true. Uh, I got Kevin James wrestle and Will Smith wrestling after he quits his job. That's an, yep. That's an amazing one. Yep. I wrote down uh, when Kevin James calls a Laker for the first time. We didn't talk about that, but that's a really funny scene. That that was the scene I, r- I wrote down. Like, is he cursed by a witch to break everything he touches? <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. This is then we have Will Smith coaching Kevin. Uh, Kevin James is dancing. Yeah, like that's just such a great fucking scene. Just, just, just funny. Is that is that yours? No, I got more. I got more more things to put up there. Keep uh, going. Ke- going. Kevin James's Will Smith's kiss. It's good. Yeah. When you. Kevin James does kiss Allegra. Okay. Oh yeah. Because I wrote down we every dude. Hopefully, like, well, actually no. I'm I'm sorry. Every person. This isn't just dudes. Every person. I hope sincerely because I have has been that person that either. The moment after, the morning after, that something good romantic happens in your life, you're just Kevin James dancing in the street, you know? Yeah, you, you just have, like, just like, uh, there is nothing better than hooking up with a person you really like. <laughs> like and, and then, like, you know, the only other, well, there's plenty of others, but, like, the other scene that it, it's comparable to in my head is the You Make My Dream sequence from oh, that, 500 Days of Summer. That that's one's more really extended, good. obviously. And my final one is the end dance. Oh, so good. Um, I like all those. For me, I don't know why. I wrote down I love Hitch Origins for some reason. It's really <laughs> okay. funny to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, Kevin James in the bathroom before he goes into the it, like when he breaks the scene, the, he breaks the sink because Kevin James is fat. Fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this. Yeah. That, those are good scenes. But um, I have I you know I have uh, uh Kevin James dancing as well. My vote for best sequence is, is in line with one of yours. It's actually right after the wrestling is specifically the pen slide into the pocket. Okay, I would factor that in as one scene altogether. Yes. If that's the whole scene, then yes, that's the best scene of the movie. That's where give I'm I'm down I'm yeah, I'm down to give it that. So it's, it's it's after he quits his job. Quits his job, he quits wrestles, his job Will wrestles Will Smith and then the pen slide with Elijah The pen Paul. slide. Hilarious. Yes. That's a, a just a that's just really good kind of classic comedy. Like A, they don't need to swear. There's nope, nothing nope. vulgar. There's nothing vulgar about it. It's just, it's just well paced. It, that's just good. It's good comedy. It's funny. It's good comedy. Comedy. All right, that gets our best scene. Best actor. I got? only have two two nominees. Uh, I think I also have two. What do you got? They're pretty easy. Kevin James and Will Smith. Yeah, it's Kevin James and Will Smith. And like n- now that we've talked about it, like I think I got to give it to Kevin James. I think so too. Because all right, so let's say we Kevin James declined. 
who are they putting in this movie to sell it? Like, like in 2005 times, you're putting in, like, uh, Patton Oswalt, maybe? I could, I could see it, yeah. But I feel like he's too dorky. Like, he's too right. literally dorky. Where Kevin James has this weird athleticism to him. Yeah, because he, he went to Cortland. He's a fucking gym coach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He really is. <laughs> he's, uh, a P, so, he's a PE teacher who became a, a fucking actor. But again, let's talk to our best scenes. He's funny in everything he does. Every, every all of his scenes are the best scenes. He's fantastic. So Kevin that, James. A, that's the thing is because, like, it, the way I would put it is... I think Will Smith is just doing Will Smith. Like he's just yeah, doing he his is thing. literally just Will Smith. I think Kevin James is really punching above his weight in this one. I do, and I think he brings it, man. He yeah. stepped up to the challenge and delivered. We now have worst scene. I got two nominees, but there's more than that. What do you got? I only had two as well, but that's because they're kind of long. Yeah. I wrote down specifically when they go to Ellis Island. I'm not yep. including yep. the jet ski. Because the jet ski's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think before his face blows up, the dinner with Ava Mendez's boss and wife. That's exactly what I had, too. I had Ellis Island and the cooking scene. That was what I had. What because they're just, it to? They're both very slow and boring. Like, I would say the Ellis Island scene gets it because at least the dinner scene sets up the joke for the shellfish thing. But, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, they're just, yeah, yeah, it's just slow and boring. Yep, I'm with you. I got Ellis Island. I think that is the worst scene for sure. Okay, worst actor. I only have... Uh, one nominee, and it's a random one. I only got one, too. What do you got? I got the guy who played her boss, Adam Arkin. Okay. All right. All right. Can, can make the case. Make the case. He's just very flat the whole time, and I'm sure, like, it's, sure. a not, it's not like it's a nothing role, but like a really good actor could kind of bring this, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just like, if I'm spitballing somebody else, you could just throw in there that's a, like a little bit more fun. Harvey Firestein. Okay. Like, you, right. put, yep. you put him yep. in there just... just that's all that's the only change nathan lane maybe oh. like just a real small like you know just like an overbearing boss like you could just punch that roll up and make it funnier yeah yeah you could have you could have had someone who could have added had a few like yucks in the there yeah sure. just just like just to sell it better you know but yeah. that's all i got who do you who you got my nomination was the the best friend character uh, was it casey yeah yeah she's she, she's so bland i didn't fucking remember her it was because it's just the accent was so inconsistent i was like she's southern how do i even tell <laughs> Julie Ann Emery, that's her name. Yeah, has she I, done anything since Kevin? Do you think? No. Ooh, no, she, oh, she's now she's gotten good TV work. All right, good for her. Yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff. Good for her. All right, who do you want to pick? It's a toss up here. I'm I'm sticking with the bad accent because it stood out to me. Okay, I'll see that. I'm gonna give it to you, Julie Ann Emery. You're our worst actor. <laughs> you, no, no, retire in disgrace. <laughs> now yeah, commit sebuku. All right, our Fury Road freak of the film. I only have one. I got two. What do you got? I have Will Smith after his face blows up. <laughs> Yeah, because he looks like the he looks like that one character in Mad Max who's like looking up trying to get water, like with a giant nose. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I got two other different ones. Um, I just love uh, like I knew I recognized him somewhere. What was the guy's name from Brooklyn Nine Nine? Joe Latrulio. Latrulio. His character just like being the the speed date classical music guy. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> get out yeah, of here. yeah. There and there I, were some funny lines in the speed dating, but just not oh, that sure. memorable. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I loved the uh, I, I loved the weird delivery guy with the headphones. Yeah. Okay. That was yeah, that was weird. That was that, that guy's a freak. Right. But uh, I think you're right. Actually, I think Will Smith gets it. Yeah. I think it's just his face. Is just, oh my god. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> okay. And now our butt plug of the film, everybody. This is a new category we're introducing. The, a uh, butt plug. You don't. The official definition is the guy who's there just because he needs to deliver one or two lines of dialogue to set up this movie to keep it going forward. Just like this, like the real. Yeah, this had to be in here. A butt plug. The the Steve Go the, the, the Steve Gomez Memorial slash Detective Alvarez maybe memorial award. Maybe maybe more. He might he might live. Who knows? We, we, we need to finish Gotham. We haven't gotten that far. For that the reason why we called is just Steve Gomez and Breaking Bad would always be like, I don't know about that, Hank. I guess <laughs> oh, you're right again there, Hank. I guess Hank we gotta go through that, Hank. <laughs> okay, Sorry, so the Steve homie, Gomez Memorial what butt plug of the film. I have two nominees. I only got one. It's that best friend in the first scene. Michael Rappaport is one, and the bo- and Adam Arkin again is the boss who just needs to set shit up for you know, like you gotta go out and get that scoop on Allegra. <sighs> Between the two of them, I could go either way. What do you think? I think I'm giving it to Rappaport because his line was so bad. Of so you're always working the short game. You have to look at things from a- yeah, exactly. It's like uh, <laughs> yep. So. Okay, trivia. I really don't have much. I kind of said most of it in the in the rundown. Else? No, that's it. I I said all the trivia in the rundown, so that's that's it. So, Kevin, 
we agree this is a, a positive six. I'm gonna say. Oh, we also mentioned they do say the title of the film in the mo- in the movie. Well, yeah, because it's his fucking name. But yeah, it's his right. name. But I'm we're saying, but it's our fourth movie to do that in our. Yeah, bar we're, list. we're on a four streak. It's actually quite impressive. I know it's fun. That's great. great. All right, Kevin. I think it's time to roll for next time. All right, it's my turn. Get away to fuck this up. Would you like to read our current top ten? Well, first we need to replace Hitch. So we're gonna look at our sixes first. What, yeah. what can what can replace? Uh, these are some good sixes. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with the sixes, yeah. So we have Mark Wahlberg in Shooter. Okay. We have Signs with Mel Gibson. World War Z, Brad Pitt. We have Oblivion with Tom Cruise. We have The Outpost with Orlando. Yeah, uh, again, The Outpost is actually a solid movie, but like ridiculous. <laughs> and we have 28 Weeks Later with Jeremy Renner. God, these are such FX movies. Oh my I God. I know. Here's the thing, too. I feel like all these movies, we could come 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 away saying it's either seven or we can come away saying it's a four. I could, I can see, honestly, going up and down all of them. Yep, exactly. fun to rewatch. All right, I'm going to roll for it. You ready? Okay, what are we getting? I have rolled. It is a four, Oblivion. Oblivion, okay. That, that could be a fun one. I think so, too. I've never seen it. That's never seen for me. I have not seen it in a long time. Now it's your time. Now it's your roll because I rolled, I rolled for Hitch. No, no, people. For one roll, I rolled a solid six that we enjoyed this movie. You said it was okay starting up front, okay? God. It is, but like... it. It's, no, it is both okay and bad. And you, good. You, you walked away with positive feelings. That's all that matters for a rom-com. I have know? no qualms with what we watched. No. All right, here we go. <laughs> no, no, Kevin, no. Kevin, no. What did you do, Kevin? What did you do to me, Kevin? 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 <laughs> Kevin, I swear to God. I rolled another four. God damn it, Kevin. <laughs> oh, that's dull. Okay, okay. okay. I'm, I No. I'm with you. I'm throwing out this dice. No more. This the dice got to go, Kev. That's got to go. You can roll the next one. That's fine. We'll still alternate. I'm throwing this dice out. I realized out. we sucks. did fuck up because I didn't read off our list, but it doesn't even matter. All right. Go ahead. Like, read them off. What do we got? We had, at 10, No Country for Old Men. At 9, Skyfall. At 8, Drive. We also forgot to mention which one we wanted to watch. I was going to say I wanted to watch Drive. Yeah. yeah. At 7, we had Con Air. At 6, we had Oblivion. At 5, we had Frank. At four, we had Dolph Lundgren's The Punisher, which is what we're now watching. Three, we had Amazing Spider-Man 2. Two, we have Cats. And one, we have Catwoman. But we'll, next week, we'll be watching Dolph Lundgren's The Punisher. I, which, have, I have good news for you. Yeah? Can you guess the running time? 89 minutes. Well, you just looked it up. No, I did not. I swear to God. It's exactly 89 minutes. Oh, I feel good about it. All right, that, that's a, that's a breeze, easy breezy right there. Yeah, we can we knock can, that out. I don't know where we, the hell I'm going to find it, but yeah. That's, all, that's what I'm looking up right now, if it's anywhere. It's, it's, it'd be funny if it was on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I hope this is great. Actually, you know what? Well, Here's the thing. I've actually never seen this. I haven't either. We'll fucking see. I don't think I've even watched the trailer. Kevin, it's all on YouTube. Oh, yeah! <laughs> we can just watch it. All right, baby. Let's okay, everybody. I'm sorry, Sean. I, I mean it this time. I'm fucking sorry. That's my, like, fifth floor. Kevin, you should be. You really should be. I'm sorry. Okay, everybody. Well, <laughs> I guess what? Pun- <laughs> I guess watch some punishment. I hope you enjoyed Hitch. Let's let let let's uh, heavy D and the boys take us out.